everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the What's Buzzing podcast. It's kind of hard to believe we're actually doing this because like there's so much work that went into it. But um, I'm your co- yeah. I'm your host, uh, Sam Degnan. Along with me, I have my co-hosts, uh, Michael Fraley and Will Mortensen. So this podcast um, will cover sports, movies, and anything eventful that happens in pop culture. So anything that happens, noteworthy that happens in the news, I, you can bet that this podcast will cover it. Um, as far as an introduction to just what this podcast is about, that's pretty much it. Um, we obviously know each other because we all go to school with each other. But uh, Mike, you want to introduce yourself to the, uh, to the audience? I would love to. So yeah, my name is Mike. Um, also a senior, Blake. Next year, I'll be going to University of Minnesota, which I'm pretty excited for. Excited for, hoping that it's in person, not <laughs> online. That would kind of suck. That would, um, that would suck. As far as my favorite sports teams, I'm all things Minnesota sports, except except for the fact that I am a Saints fan, believe it or not, which, I mean, living here, it, it's kind of hard sometimes based on events that have unfolded in the past three years. Mike, I'll never forget your reaction to the Minneapolis miracle. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a rough, it was a rough walk back to the car from the stadium. Yeah. You were at that game, weren't you? I was there. I was there. It was like, I mean, five blocks of like car horns, people running past me, giving me crap left and right and getting out of the stadium too. You, you know, you're, like, stuck in a big crowd that moves probably, like, I don't know, 15 feet per minute. Yeah. So, it's probably one of the worst experiences of my life. I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Side note, um, Drew Brees in that game, like, put together, like, one of the greatest uh, game-winning drives of all time. Like, one mul- multiple fourth and long yeah. conversions. And if it wasn't for – was it Mar- was, Marcus was it? Williams? Marcus, Marcus Williams. Williams. Who is he? a good player? He's Who's a very a good player. Did he win like a? Wasn't he? A, isn't he a Pro Bowler? Or he was like a near defensive uh, rookie of the year? Like he was, his he was rookie of the year. He was, yeah, he was. He was like all rookie first team, I think. But yeah, nobody yeah. cares though, and I can't say I blame him. I know. You know. Not that we would have won the Super Bowl that year necessarily, but that's a right. good what if. I think actually, the the Saints were so tough that year. And, like, the Vikes stood no chance against the Eagles. I would rather not dwell on it because it brings back a lot of (laughs) memories. I won't reopen that wound any further for you, Mike. Yeah, so as far as my favorite movies of mine, I love The Dark Knight easily, my favorite movie. You know, we will definitely go into it in a future episode. Oh, we will. Trust me. Um, I think another favorite movie of mine, Parasite. That came out this year. A lot of good movies this year, by the way. Um, fortunately, there probably won't be any in the coming months, which sucks, but it's just the way it is. Um, so, yeah, that's about all you need to know about me. Mort? All right. Um, yeah, I'm Will Mortensen. Um, most people call me Mort, as Dagnan just, just called me there. Um, I'm a senior as well with these guys at Blake. I'll be attending Boston College University with Sam Dagnan. Roll Eagles. In the fall, roll Eagles. All right. Um, as Mike said, 
Uh, I am all Minnesota sports, um, except with me, there are, there are no exceptions. I'm not a Saints <laughs> fan. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm more of a, uh, I'm more of a uh, Minnesota United guy, actually. Um, hopped on, hopped on the new soccer trend. Um, so it's fun to have a team in town. I like that. I like going to the games. Um, I know, I know Mike doesn't, doesn't find the, uh, those games super fun, but I know Sam, Sam likes them. So I got to be honest, the one time you took me to a game, you know, I, I think the stadium's great and all, but like 10 minutes in, I, you know, <laughs> straight checking the phone left and right, like, yeah. It's not my scene. It's That's not my scene. Yeah, but Mike, you're the kind of guy who loves like a 10-3 scrum fest of a football game where it's just dude, a defensive no, battle. I hate those. I want offense, dude. I hate those games. That's what I'm saying. Like the Super – oh, my God. I could go on and on about 2018 Super Bowl, Rams, Patriots. Dude, that was but... brutal. We all watched it here, and it was just like – God, Terrible. that was the biggest snooze fest ever. Terrible. I'll save it for a later date. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, that's basically um what you need to know about me growing up going to games at the University of Minnesota, going to Twins games. Um huge sports fan. Um I keep 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 up with all with basically every major sports league. Um so yeah, this is per, this is a perfect podcast. Uh when it comes to movies, um I'm big into the the Bourne, the the Bourne series, Jason Bourne. Great great series. Um also love The Hangover. Hangover probably tops my list. So really, well, we'll we'll be sure to get into that in future episodes. Yeah. I'd like to debate you on that. I watched it a couple of weeks ago. It was just not my. I, there's like maybe two or three funny scenes. Yeah, but I I think I there are there are parts that are a little little tough, but I think those those few scenes just make the movie so good. I think I think they're they're funny enough to just make the movie one of the greats. So. We'll get into that later. Um, when it comes to music, I, I, I consider myself a music guy. love Drake. Um, maybe we'll talk about that. Maybe we won't. But I'm definitely ready to get, get this podcast going to the topic for today. We'll work it in. Don't worry about it, Mark. Um, as for me, so I'm Sam Degnan. Um, I'm a senior at Blake as well. Boston College next year. I'm super pumped for I really get to. I really hope we get to go in person. Um, but if it means we get to do more of this, it's not the worst trade-off in the world. Um, uh, as in regards to my, you know, sports fandom, I'm a little more complicated. So I'm Minnesota for some things, but then I'm also Wisconsin for others, which is you know, caused some problems with uh, some of my friends over the years. Um, I'm a big Packers guy. Um, I'm a big. Uh, Wisconsin Badgers guy, but then I, I like I support the Wolves over the Bucks, which I kind of wish I didn't, but it's the way that goes. And then I'm I'm, I'm a hey, twin. You picked wrong there. You picked wrong. I there. picked wrong there, you know. Yeah. But um, and then I'm also a, a little bit of a Twins guy, and uh, I'm a big Minnesota United guy, but like more I follow all major sports, and um, but mostly I. I I love the NFL and NBA. Those are like my main two. Um, and for movies, I'm a big uh, Star Wars guy. I love uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, Step Brothers is one of my favorite comedies. Um, it's a classic. Damn. Damn. Um, I could watch that 
you know, every day. It just, it still, it still hits the same, which is, um, says a lot about the movie. Um, again, super excited for this podcast. And uh, now that all those intros are done, let's get to the main topic of the episode. So Goodell released the schedule the other day, the, NF- the 2020 NFL schedule. And um, it's actually, it's one of the like better schedules I've seen over the past couple of years. Like there's just so many good matchups. I'm liking uh, it a lot. I'm liking it a lot. Mike, you said you had some, uh, you said you had some matchups prepped for this episode? I got some sneakies prepped for this episode. I want to hear these sneakies, Mike. So, as I said earlier, I'm a Saints fan, right? Kind of weird, I know. But the first matchup I had is week two, Monday Night Football, Saints in Las Vegas. Yo, that's going to be a good game. That's going to be a really good game. And I think, look, I don't think the Raiders are like, you know, probably finished like seven and nine, six and 10. Derek Carr is their quarterback. Um, I'm not really big, especially in that division. I'm not big on that team. Yeah. But I tell you what, John Gruden is going to have that place going <laughs> on Monday Night Football. <laughs> honest. And I know like um, the first year he was a coach, they played the Rams their first game. Kind of got smoked. Whatever. New stadium, which is insane, by the way. Looks like the freaking Death Star. <laughs> um, yeah, he is going to have that place going. And I think that is going to be an incredibly tough game for the Saints. People forget that the, the Raiders last year were like 6-4 and four going into Week 10, and they had won like four straight. And then yeah, they just... I mean, they weren't terrible. They weren't terrible. They really just crapped the bet after they had like a forty-point loss to the Jets, like without Darnold. They would have been, dude. They would have been gross with Antonio Brown. I know. Then yeah. he throws his feet off, and last year though, that was one of the best hard knock seasons I've ever watched. Because yeah. so much went on with like the Mayock, Antonio Brown drama, and then Gruden. John Gruden's just always. Gruden, dude, he needs to be on every hard knock. So, like, dude, knock, knock on Woody for with me. Yeah. The Hunter, the Hunter Renfro stuff, like, it was yeah. so funny. He's the best. I have to say, I think the best thing about the new Raiders stadium is the fact that we don't have to look at baseball dirt anymore on a football screen during a football game. Yeah. See, I always, yeah. I always wondered how painful that is. Exactly. Like, imagine going in for, like, diving for the pylon and then just scraping your arm. Because, like, the- like, like, I play baseball. And sliding sometimes kind of hurts. It kind of hurts. And being taken down by, like, some 300-pound nose tackle on that. Like, and then some of those guys don't play with, like, shirts over it, so they just it's bare skin against gravel. Yeah. That's got to hurt so bad. Yeah. But also, um, like, I also felt like it added to, like, the rugged look of Oakland. You know what I mean? But now that, like, it's, it's going to be weird, though, because, like, it's Vegas now. You know what I mean? Are the Raiders still going to have that, like, ground and pound uh, underdog type vibe as a team? I mean, I feel like they got it if they have Gruden. I mean, I don't know. I, like, personally, do I think it'd be cool to play in Vegas? Yeah. But, like, I bet they're going to have so many guys who just get in trouble in different – because it's already the Raiders. Yeah. (laughs) They're, like, a a hot spot for, like, you know, suspensions, fines, whatever. And so I think they're going to have 
I think they're going to have a lot of guys just, like, doing something wrong out on the Vegas Strip. (laughs) Friday night, like, it'll be interesting. It's so weird, though, just having him as Las Vegas. Yeah. I think – I can't wait till they have a Super Bowl there. That's, like, the perfect spot for any Super Bowl. Is that happening soon? Have they scheduled that? They've got it. Uh, I don't – I don't know, honestly. I'm not sure. I know they had the draft there, but they're gonna. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's in two years. Yeah. All right. So the uh, the second matchup I had, which not quite as sneaky, but still good, is I had Monday Night Football Bills at 49ers. Really? Now, the reason I picked the Bills is I am hopping on the Bills bandwagon this year. Not, I mean, not really, but I think they're gonna be great because. I hate talking about this man, but adding Stefan Diggs to that team, Josh Allen, like, you know, well, I think, I think Cole Beasley and John Brown kind of underrated. If I'm being honest, I think John Brown is an underrated wide receiver, but you had those two and then Stefan Diggs. So now he's got three great guys to throw to and a tight end, you know, and they got Devin Singletary, not terrible. And then the Niners, I think the Niners are going to be gross again just because their team is built through the offensive line. And they didn't lose anyone. Like, they barely lost anyone. Yeah. They replaced a Hall of Fame tackle with a Hall of Fame tackle. Like, I think the Niners are built for long-term success. You know, do I think they'll win the Super Bowl? Maybe. But they'll be good again next year. I think the Bills are going to be good. Josh Allen's only getting better. Dark horse MVP candidate, by the way. Very dark horse. Very better than Tyrod Taylor. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the joke is that there was this friend of ours who uh, said that Tyrod Taylor was this dark horse MVP pick. And I, that was just the s- stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor might not be starting by week three. Uh, yeah. Dude, he's, I'm not a huge Justin Herbert guy, but like. That was a bad pick. Yeah. That was a bad pick. So, all right. And then my last. Um, my last sneaky matchup, another 49ers game, is 49ers at Cowboys, I think week 14. Um, now, this is quite the rivalry. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not these days, of course, but like, and if I'm a big history guy, and I love sports history, 49ers mm-hmm. Cowboys, that's a classic right there. I think the Cowboys are going to be a lot better this year, too. Um, I think I'd have them finishing about like eleven and five, maybe twelve and four. You think they're going to be better than the Eagles? I do. I do. Really? I don't think the Eagles. I think the Eagles Super Bowl season was like complete fluke. If I'm being honest, they have been like complete mediocrity since then. I don't know. I, I'm going to have to push back on that. I think I think the Eagles are a thirteen and three team this year. Wow. Thirteen and three. Yeah. Dude. Okay. What makes you say that? There, I mean, overall, the NFC East schedule this year is just – it's pretty much a cakewalk because I think um, from what I've seen, they just have so many winnable games. And um, also what the Eagles have done just in the offseason, like J- adding Jalen Rieger makes them he's, – he's the rookie from TCU. And um, he's got legit yeah. three speed, gives him another deep threat to go with Deshaun Jackson, assuming he's healthy. Um, and I also think just getting last year, the Eagles were so hurt. Like, honestly, 
Like losing losing Wentz within the first play of that playoff game, I think they could have made a run, to be honest. And then also adding Jalen Hurts gives them more stability um, in that position. And well, uh, I mean, what you, yeah. What, what do you have to say, Mike? I would just say quick. They built their wide receiver core a lot around speed, and I am not like. Do I think having a fast wide receiver is good? Yeah. But do I think fast wide receivers are often the best wide receivers in the NFL or even, like, good? No, not really. Like, is Marquise Goodwin – you know, he's fast, but is he, like, a good wide receiver? Not really, right? But the thing is, they're going to try and run the ball a lot um, with uh, Jordan Howard. And when they can get, like, double high safety looks where – they have to put double safeties in order to, you know, give corner help over the top with, you know, Rieger and Deshaun Jackson's speed. That just opens up their offense. I'm not saying, like, they're going to be, like, electric wide receivers in regards to their stats, but just, like, their play style. Yeah. I think – I don't know. I And I also tr- trust Carson Wentz a lot because what he did with that receiving core at the end of last year, I mean, like, we joke about how, you know, sometimes Aaron Rodgers is playing with bombs or – Tom Brady has bombs, you know what I mean? But, like, Carson Wentz was playing with some bombs. Like, h- half those guys were undrafted. Nelson yeah. Aguilar, could, he had the most drops in the league. Uh, like, there was a stat that Carson Wentz had the most touchdown passes dropped last year. And it was, like, by far. Like, Makes Nelson sense. Aguilar, like, dropped so many passes and just became a yeah. complete liability. And then also, I think Alshon Jeffrey was hurt a lot last year. So... I think I think the Eagles are gonna be really good, and I do have them as one of my uh, marquee matchups. Okay. All right, Mort, marquee matchups. Yeah, I can get into mine. Um, I just also I want to say, uh, Dagnan, you were talking about how Wentz had the most touchdown passes dropped. Yeah. Um, I saw a stat recently said Aaron Rodgers has only thrown one touchdown pass in his entire career to a first round draft pick. I don't want to get into the draft right now. I, 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 don't, I really don't want to talk don't bring, about that. Don't bring that up to him, dude. <laughs> I actually like the draft, but, you know, I mean, I'm going to need to take some more time just to get my thoughts. He's still recovering. I just don't get how you don't draft a receiver in the late rounds. All right. But so I'll go in. I can go into my matchups. So first one um, – we're going to start off this – is, this is a little sneaky. Mike, I think you're going to have some things to say about this one. This is week 14, Patriots-Rams, week 14. Ooh. Ooh. I want to, I want to hear the reasoning. Everyone yeah. wants to know. This is obviously late in the year, so at this point we're going to know what the Pats can do without Brady. But I think, I think there's a – I think there's another uh, – Another good year for the Pats coming. Obviously, with the Bills in that division, it might not be another division title, but I think I think Bel- Belichick will bring the bring them back to the playoffs without Brady. And also with the Rams, I think it'll be be back to uh, back to two years ago for them. Um, this is a rematch of the Super Bowl from two years ago. I, I like the Rams to bounce back with a really good season next year. Who's the Patriots quarterback next year? More. Who do you think it's going to be? I, I think it's Stid- I think it's going to be Stidham. Um, it's either Stidham or Hoyer. And I don't know. Imagine if, imagine if Belichick takes 
Brian Hoyer, Brian Hoyer or Jared Stidham to the playoffs. I think I think Brady. it's going to be I think it's going to be Hoyer, and I think that team is going to make the playoffs going the whole year with Brian Hoyer. Wow, I can totally see that though, because they're just so well coached overall. I can see that too. Why the Why the Rams though? I'm just curious. Like why the Why do you think the Rams would have bounced back here? I think I think um, I think that offense is going to be primed. Um, it was obviously a little bit of a surprise last year. Gurley played most of last year hurt. Um, yeah, they had, to, they had to manage his load. He missed some games. Um, I think if everyone comes in healthy, I like I like that receive receiving core. I think there's there's some depth there. Should be an exciting offense. I remember a couple of years ago that most exciting football game I've ever watched: Chiefs Rams on Monday night. That was just the best football game like I think I've ever seen. Yep. Yeah, that I agree. that was that was peak football right there. Peak NFL. I expect the Rams to be back to that level this year. I also think it was smart for uh, Goff to restructure his contract because it yeah. just it was it was yeah. a terrible contract because he's just like a slightly above average quarterback, and he was just hurting them so much with cap space. I did they release Gurley? They did release Gurley. Yeah. So I think I think they'll be better without him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because he, he was hurt all year last year. They don't want to have to manage his load. They got other healthy running backs. They got a – yeah. Do they have C.J. Anderson? No. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think they do, do they? Well, they did last they, – they ran them plenty last year, but they, 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 ran a, they ran kind of a tandem when Gurley was down, even when yeah. Gurley was healthy. All right, what's the next one, Mort? So the next one, this, might, this is another sneaky one. Dagnan, you could like this one. This is week 16, Titans-Packers. I thought about putting that one on there. I like that. I like that. What's the reasoning? I remember last year, Titans-Ravens in the playoffs. Mike, I lost a significant amount of money to you on that game. Yeah, I was on Titans bandwagon so hard. And last right year. after that game, right after that game, I hopped on the Titans bandwagon. And I'm going to keep riding that thing this year. I don't think they even need a quarterback. I think Derrick Henry – Derrick Henry can run the offense all on his own. There's no stopping. There's no stopping Henry, even when you know what's coming. And the defense is sneaky good, so I like that matchup with the Packers. They got some like their their yeah. wide receiving core is like sneaky good as well. Oh, it, it is good. And then Derrick Henry, Delaney Walker. Yeah, Johnu Smith. He's pretty good too. Johnu. Even though Ryan Tannehill just like became extremely overpaid this summer, like well, he's still serviceable. Yeah. Here's, I mean, here's, my thing, here's my thing, though. I think, you know, I think we're going to see that we saw this with the Rams a couple years ago. You know, they ran out of tricks, really, because they've kind of been bad the past two years. I think it could happen with the Ravens this year, too. Like, I think their offense is going to have to, you know, try some different things or else they're going to get stopped because the Titans stopped them in the playoffs. And I think, I think that, you know, I'm not saying it will, but I think that could happen with Derrick Henry. And, like, do I think Tannehill is a good regular season quarterback? Yeah. Do I think they'll be good in the regular season? Yeah. Okay, he won two playoff games, Mike. Like, let's, 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 let's respect Dude, him a little more. He threw for, like, 75 yards against the Patriots. Like, 50% completion. And then he also looked through, like, yeah, I know. It's, it's the way they play. And he was – okay, he, didn't, he was the quarterback when they won those games. Let's be honest. Let's yeah, be honest. He, he wasn't winning those games. Yeah. That's, that's true. And I don't think he'll need to win them this year either. Yeah. 
I could see them like, sneaking in. They could, they could honestly win their division. I think they could win the division. Yeah. Because that the AFC South just got much worse. Yeah, it's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot every year. The Colts could yeah. win that division. I, if the Colts like, so Rivers is obviously isn't like a permanent uh, type QB, and now they have Jacob Eason, but. If Easton doesn't pan out, I could totally see them. Marlon Mack, too. Marlon Mack. Don't forget I, about Marlon you Mack. You love Marlon Mack, Mike. Marlon Mack. <laughs> Remember my fantasy team like three or four years in a row now. <laughs> no, but I think that, I think the Colts – here's my take. Colts going to take a trade up next year and uh, – or they're somehow going to end up with Trevor Lawrence. That's my prediction. Yeah, and you mentioned that division getting worse. That actually leads me right into to my next my next prediction. Um, DeAndre Hopkins leaves the division and he goes straight to Arizona. And I think that, I think that that Week One game, first game with DeAndre Hopkins in a Cardinals uniform against San Fran, is going to be a heck of a game. I have that too on my list. That's a good one. That's a good one, dude. People aren't talking. People aren't talking about the Cardinals. Really. I know. I know. I'm actually more. I'm gonna use this time to transition into my own list because this, like, the Cardinals, I think are a playoff team next year. Really? And I think That's it's a tough division. That's a tough division. I know, but I think it's. I think they jump the Rams, and honestly, I could see them being the six or five seed. Wow. Because seven playoff teams too. No, it's only six this year. It's it's the year after. Oh, that's next year, really? Yeah, but um, I I could totally see them as a playoff team because um, you give Kyler and Cliff another year just to develop. You give them more weapons. Now he's got D Hop, Fitz, um, Kenyon Drake's a pretty good running back. Um, they drafted uh Josh Jones, uh, who was a steal at seventy two the offensive tackle from Houston, who I really like. I thought he, I, I had him as a first-round guy. But just the way things fell, they were also able to get uh, Isaiah Simmons from uh, Clemson. from Clemson, who can, who's a guy who can match up with the the Travis, the Travis Kelseys of, of the division and – not Travis Kelsey, sorry, the George Kittles of the division yeah. and whatnot. It just – it gives them more versatility in defense. Um I don't love their secondary. Um, Pat Pete's still there, right? But um, they have uh, Buda Baker, Byron Murphy, Isaiah Simmons now, who's like safety hybrid. Although yeah. they'll play middle linebacker, I'd assume for mm-hmm. the most part. They'll play him at linebacker. So I mean, dude, I think yeah, I think they'll be good too. And also, just another year under the air raid offense. I could, I mean, I could see him exploding. And also, like this game, I think the Cardinals win this game because last year they, they did go 0-2 against the Niners. But Seattle, um, with another short mo- mobile QB, should have gone 2-0. They went 1-1. But uh, in Week 17, they got stopped at the goal line. Yeah. Which actually was like the biggest play of the NFC that year. Because if that happens, like if he gets like one inch over, Packers are the one seed, Seattle's, Seattle's the two. And no, then, I don't think uh, the Saints. No, the Saints would have been the two. We're the two. And then, the two and then, and then the Niners go from the the one to the five. Like I mean, that, that like, play was so big. Dude, you know, like you, I don't even want to get started with the bad luck that goes on every year. 
I mean, it's just like every year. Mike, I, I don't know. Okay, not not this year though, Mike. The Saints just kind of crapped the bed against. No, I know, Mike. I know, I know, I know that. But, but I know what you mean. But that Week Seventeen game, like it's just it's just a bad karma just rolling from Bounty Gate, Mike. You understand? It takes time to get yeah. over that. We don't we don't discuss we don't discuss that. <laughs> no, but I think I think the Cardinals win that Week One game against the Niners. Yeah. Because I think I think I think they're a ten and six, nine and seven type team. All right. Um, okay. My second play or my second matchup. Week six, Chiefs at Bills. Um, Mike, I love that you talked about the Bills earlier. I am very high in the Bills. Um, again, I think they're winning the division this year. Um, I think these this could also be the top two teams of the AFC by the end of the year. Um, cause just the, the bills overall are super well coached. Um, I could also see both these teams being undefeated by the time that this game happens because they have, I think the, the bills have the jets, the dolphins, the Raiders, excuse me, and the Titans. And I could see them winning all five going into that Thursday night game five and zero, and that will just be a really fun game to watch. Um, bills also had a really good off season by getting digs adding another weapon, which was like their biggest uh, issue going into the off season, giving Josh Allen another weapon and just another year to develop. I, I do like your, uh, your take, Mike, that he's a dark horse MVP candidate because I think he's just, he's got so much talent. And yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I don't think he's going to win it. I don't, I don't think he'll win it, but I mean, like he's last so, he's year. He's so Yeah. Like last year, uh, Thanksgiving against the Cowboys, he was very good. He just destroyed the Cowboys. And then – Yeah. But then he has games, like, against the Patriots in week two last year where he had, like, four picks. And, yeah. like, he's still, he's still raw. But I really trust Sean McDermott in that staff just to – because year after year, like, they, they, wanna, they went to the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor. And it's, like, they won games, like, starting Nathan Peterman. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I, I trust Sean McDermott in that staff a lot. Um, and then the Chiefs, the Chiefs are gonna. I think the Chiefs win the Super Bowl again next year. Um, yeah, I had that. I had that in my Super Bowl prediction. I, I think they because they just got better. I mean, they added uh, the best rookie running back in the class, Clyde Edward Sinclair, um, from LSU, um, in, in the late first round. Um, if you don't know about him, you should, because I think he could win offensive rookie of the year. Um, and well, I, I don't, I don't think you know about him because you just pronounced his name wrong. How do I say it? <laughs> you said Clyde Edwards Sinclair. How, how do you say it? It's Clyde Ed, Edwards Elair or Elair, I think. I don't even know. It's not Sinclair. Oh, no. Oh, that was, that was, that's a big box. Nah, nah, keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Anyway, I do. I, I've just watched some, like some highlights of him and he's just, he's got elite, you know, agility can make guys miss in the backfield. He's good. Uh, he's, he's a good a pass tank. catcher. He's a tank. Too. He's a tank too. He's just an absolute pit bull of running back. And I think, I think honestly, he takes him to the next level because if he gives him a legit run game, like Damian Williams last year was great and he had his moments but he wasn't like consistent throughout the year. Like he wasn't a top producing fantasy running back. 
had to be the most frustrating person to have on my fantasy team. You had him on your team? And my, in, I in my other league, I had him on my team. And so I'm always looking at the box scores. It's like D. Williams, touchdown. And it was always the other D. Williams. Always Daryl. <laughs> you, I mean, you wish you could have started in the Super Bowl. But huh? You wish you could have started him in the Super Bowl. He was really good in that game. Uh, well, honestly, it, it was weird, though. There were games – I remember, like, I had on one of my teams, too. There were games he'd get, like, five carries and, like, 12 yards, and that's it. And there's games he'd have, like, 30 points. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like – I think the Chiefs will be much better. You give Mahomes another year. Um they bring back Kelsey. They bring back Tyreek Hill. I, I don't know about much, like how much better can they get, really? I mean, there were times like in that Houston game, they scored every possession that they got, or like nearly every possession that they had, in the, like after, after their like kick return, yeah, or whatever. So, so, so what's your third matchup then? Is it so, or? no, this is my third matchup is uh, Eagles at Packers Week Thirteen, huh. and I. I think this is going to be a, a massive game. Um, Eagles, so their their opponent record uh, last year is like under 500, which is like top five in the league, like uh, in terms of like easiest record this year. Um, their O-line is still top tier. I mean, because they have Kelsey, um, Jason Peters. Um, Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson. So their tackles are all set. They still have – do they still have Peters? Did they re-sign him? I'm pretty sure he did. I'm pretty sure he came back. I mean, he was injured last year. He's, I feel like he's injured every year. But I think um, I think the Saints – or I think the Eagles get off to a really hot start. I trust Carson Wentz. Um, I, like, I like Doug Peterson. And um, I think they get off to a really good start next year. And by the time week 13 rolls around, they're going to be coming into Lambeau on fire. But then the Packers, it's going to be – I think the Packers are just going to be the complete opposite. So listen to their first – within their first eight games, they have this. So they have the Bikes twice at Tampa, at Houston, at New Orleans in the Dome, and then at the 49ers, like all within their first like eight – all within the first nine weeks. Dude, that – have fun with that. So oh, yeah. like that's going to be like a three and five, four and four. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. And then, That's tough. Yeah, but let's talk about Tampa for a second because I, I don't think they're going to – I don't see them being that much different from, from Jameis Tampa next year. Really? Really? Even with Gronk? I think, Gronk, I think Gronk adds quite a bit. I don't think Brady adds a whole lot. I think that offense is going to be stagnant a lot of the time. I, I don't see them being what everyone expects them to be. Bucks? Yeah. I, Dude, I, what do you guys think? I don't. I don't think Brady's fallen off a cliff like people have said. Like I, I mean, it was obviously fun to watch and like fun to see Brady throws his last throw have like be like a pick six. But like I, I think if you give him good weapons, give him a new staff, um, have him play somewhere where he wants to play, like he can still be a top ten quarterback. And you give him weapons like uh, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski. Um, He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna produce. So, and apparently, he's working so hard that he's getting kicked out of parks in Tampa. <laughs> Going into I, the, he's breaking and entering. He's dude. breaking oh, and entering in other people's homes in Tampa. 
I see them as I mean, I see them as a playoff team. Really? Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. But there's so many, only so many spots though, because I mean, you got Seattle, right? You have Los Angeles. You have the Vikes. The Vikes. You have. You have. Uh, I mean, Carolina and Atlanta are fringe as well. Um, Chicago could come out of nowhere. Um, you know what I mean? So, like, there's only two spots, which is just I, – I don't, I don't know how this is all going to shake up. I just, this, this year is going to be so interesting. Here's, here's um, the thing, though. Here's the thing about the Bucks. So, like, every year you hear about these dream teams. Like, every time there's some massive dream team assembled in football, like, it almost never works, right? Yeah. It never works, to, you know, to perfection. But at the same – like, the one problem I have with the Bucks is still their defense. You know, they didn't really add anybody in the secondary. They still don't have – I mean, they have good linebackers. But they have, like, you know, they have no – they have really no good corners. But, like, I also think – I think they'll be good in the regular season. I think they'll probably go, like, 11-5. and five maybe 12 and four, just based off the fact that they could outscore everybody, which I think does work in the regular season. But when it comes to the playoffs, like if a defense shuts them down, dude, like they're done. That's why I don't think they're going very far. I mean, when they play against like the Niners, like, I don't know how they, I don't know how they score. Yeah. And then, yeah, like I don't know how they stop the ground game of the Niners. They're not. You know what I mean? What, yeah, they wouldn't stop that. So it just puts all of it on TV 12, and, like, I don't know if he's still at that level. Dude, he's not. He, like, I mean. No chance. They're going to be probably the most interesting team to follow Yeah. Um, this year, though. I do, I do know what you're saying, Mike, about, like, those super teams. Because, like, yeah. I mean, everyone, this team that came into everyone's mind was the Browns, right? But this year, like, the difference is that they have – the top the best quarterback of all time and then they also have um like a top like a hall of fame head coach bruce arians so i think i think they could be i think they could be one of the best teams in the league well also too the thing like people saying like "Ooh, gronk gronk is back like i bet you know and it sucks because you don't want anybody to get injured but i don't think i don't think gronk plays more than half the season honestly do for an injury yeah. yeah, he gets injured. I bet he gets injured. Like, he's not – he's just not making it very far. Plus, like, Gronk in Florida is always a risky play. Yeah, that's so going to be tough. You just never know what's going to like happen. Like, how, how yeah, he, he is he going to be? kind of contained in New England from, like, you know, having a massive party scene and going out all the time. But he doesn't have Belichick to control him anymore. Yeah. You know? Also, you know – Dagnan, you talked about the Bucs battling for a playoff spot with the Vikes. I think we should talk about the Vikes for a sec. Um, Kirk Cousins was quoted saying that playing in stadiums without fans would be kind of refreshing. Oh, my God. You think he, I think Kirk could just turn into the best quarterback in the NFL if there are no fans allowed this fall. I think people hate on him too much. I mean, it's, it's fun to, like, do that stuff. But Kirk's – Kirk Kirk's not Kirk wasn't the problem last year. I mean, he 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 had some big time throws in that New Orleans game, dude. And, um, 
Well, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Like, people are going to say, like, oh, you can't trash talk Kirk. You know, Kirk beat you guys in New Orleans. He made, like, one – he made one big-time throw. Like, one. The rest of the game, literally, like, Dalvin Cook, five-yard slant routes. No, hand the ball off to Cook and then, like, more slant routes. This you know? sounds like a – this sounds like a – like a bitter Saints fan talking to me. It's, or not, it's not entirely bitter. <laughs> Kirk gets a lot of crap, too, that he doesn't deserve. Now, do I think he'd be the best quarterback in the league? No fans? Probably not. <laughs> I think that's – I mean, <laughs> I think it's just a little funny, though, that the guy, like, probably the most notorious choker in the league at, at the QB position is just, like, clamoring for no fans. <laughs> But um, look, I think I think the Viking I think the Vikings are I think they will make the playoffs next year. I think they will, and the reason I say it is because I think having Gary Kubiak as an offensive coordinator, Gary Kubiak like proven winner with the Broncos, he's with the Texans for a while too, weren't terrible, but I think he was there last year, and last year I would say it was a changed Kirk Cousins, right? I think it's fair to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I mean, he like he didn't he didn't really shy away in prime like the prime time game against I think maybe it was Seattle where they lost like thirty four. Yeah, 34. he played well in that game. He was he was playing so well and like you know that watching that game, I remember watching that and thinking like this is like a different quarterback. Yeah, but then, then there was the Green Bay game, like prime time Green Bay, like that was like. When was that? Okay, yeah, that's true. That but was like week 16 for the no, division. That, that was no Dalvin Cook, though. Like, I'm not saying he's an elite quarterback. Like, he obviously needs – like, he's going to need Dalvin Cook to, to do well, right? Yeah. But I think the way he played last year, you know, and obviously losing Diggs sucked, but, you know, I don't think they really – I don't think it will be too much of a difference in the offense without Diggs. I think Justin Jefferson – it's going to be pretty good, too. I think he'll – you know, I, he's, I don't think he'll be as good as Diggs, but, like, he'll replace a decent amount of his production. I'd argue that Diggs was the source of the problems for the Vikes last year. Yeah, probably. I, I think he was just so – he was so problematic. Like, he did – like, he had great games, right? And, like, against the Eagles and against the Packers the first time. But he just – he his chemistry was Kirk with Kirk was never there. He always wanted the ball more than he got. Um, I was when I was at the Packers game, like I just studied because I was like sitting right like right next to the Vikings sideline, and I would just like watch Kirk and Diggs interact. And Diggs was just barking in Kirk's ear the whole time, like get me the ball. And he was like he was like, yeah, you know, t- talk to Thielen about how much. Kirk's not getting him the ball and he was just he just became a diva and honestly it's the Vikes aren't a team built for divas they're a team you know because like I think Justin Jefferson will come right in and fill that role nicely as that like number two receiver and I think now that Kirk just feels more comfortable in his own because like they, it was either choose the chemistry issues at that point became like either you're going to choose Kirk or you're going to choose Diggs and they chose Kirk. And I feel like that's going to give Kirk some confidence next year. And I honestly think the Vikes win the division next year. Wow. Wow. 
<laughs> I do. I think the Vikes win the division over the Packers. I, I, I get that. Is there ever a chance? When when will when will the next time the Lions don't finish? Third or fourth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think the Lions will be bad though. Honestly, we said that last year. They they need to get rid of Patricia and they need to hire. I think they need to ownership because this has just been a repeating cycle. They just need to clean house. They need. I like I like their pick from this year. Jeff Akuda is a very nice corner. Um, but they need Stafford. You know, Matt's or Matthew Stafford had a great career. Um, just getting all these stats, no wins though. But um, I, I would agree. I feel like they. I mean, clearly they're not doing this, but I feel like they should just like kind of tear it down. Yeah, I mean, just there's at a point where mediocrity can only go on for so long, and I think they need a new young quarterback. If they can get Justin Fields next year, um, along with a new coach, I think they'd be in a good spot. But I don't know. Yeah, dude, I don't. The Vikings, though, like, I I, I get that. I, I they definitely could. You know, I I think they've. I don't think they've really got, like, substantially worse. Do I think replacing a lot of your guys with rookies is a good thing? No. Are you referring to my tweet I liked about how the I Vikes – I am referring to the tweet you liked because I really agreed with it. Like, they still have pretty brutal cornerbacks, like Mike Hughes. Mike, Mike Hughes is your number one. You expect him to go against like, Devontae Adams twice a year yeah, and shut him oh, down. Yeah, I, if, I think – Your best corner, tweet, Rhodes, got yeah. cooked by Devontae Adams twice a year. Like, how do you expect that's going to change for – Mike Hughes. Let me ask. Let me ask you guys a question. If you get the number one pick in fantasy draft this year, who are you taking? Ooh, I'll let Mike speak for me because last year I took Saquon and I just. Dude, I feel like it changes every year, though. That's the thing. Like the top guy from last year isn't necessarily going to be the top guy again. You know what I mean? I feel like McCaffrey's like a risky pick this year. Know what I mean? Because it's like Matt Rule and you got Teddy Bridgewater. I don't and... feel like that's risky because he's still going to get like a at least like 800 yards receiving. Yeah, but like is he going to have the same potential, I don't, uh, I, same he, output I, as he had last year? Probably not, but like it's, it's pretty much impossible to repeat that. Yeah, I'm still taking I'm still taking McCaffrey. I would probably take McCaffrey too just because of the receiving. PPR for sure. Yeah. That's what I would have said about Saquon, too, though, last year. Saquon's overrated. He just, like, he's – his, his, like, all the physical tools are there, but his – and his offensive linemen, like, obviously suck. But the Giants – like, the Giants are, like, one of the worst offensive lines for the past, like, five years. His vision is, like, still not all there. Like, there's too many times last year where he missed, like, some blatantly wide-open holes. And – they miss some big runs. Like I watched because I like I was invested. You watch like every Giants game. Or I didn't watch. Every, I didn't watch every Giants game, but I watched a couple. And there were times where like he was playing the Redskins, who don't have like the best like front seven, and he was just like missing holes, and it was just so frustrating to watch. I don't know. I I'd probably go with McCaffrey. Again. I, I would too. Just because I feel like it's the safest. Who's the first receiver to go? Um, that's a tough one. I mean, no one knows what Arizona 
Hopkins in Arizona is up in the air a little bit. I mean, I don't know. That's 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 risky. I think you go Mike Thomas. Yeah, I agree. I had him last year. Yeah, just because like PPR, he's he's a guaranteed nine to ten catches every game. Can't guard Mike. Eighty plus yards. He'll get red zone targets too. Can't guard those. Can't guard those five yard slants, dude. I mean, he's getting what? He set he set the record for receptions, didn't he? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, I'm personally, I'm not the bit. Like, I like that he's on my team, you know. But I'm just, I'm not the biggest fan of him. I think he's like, you know, just kind of as a person too. I've come to the conclusion that 75% of wide receivers are diva. Actually, no, not 75%. 100% of wide receivers, wide receivers are divas when they get a little money in them. All right. Except I'm feeling. Uh, I think the same thing's true for Mike Thomas. You know, does do I think like a lot of other receivers could put up numbers running the same routes and like in the same offense? Yeah, I do actually. I mean, that's just my take. Like, do I think he's, you know, do I think he's top five? Yeah, but do I think like he's not replaceable? But you know, if you put like Julio Hopkins. Odell in that offense, they'd put up the same numbers. You know? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think I think Mike, I mean, I, I he's got he's a great route runner, he's got great hands. And one yeah. thing I will say too, um, I don't the one receiver you you met you say there are a lot of receivers are divas. I think that's why um Larry Fitz has got is so special. Dude that's- just does, comes comes does comes does his work every year. Doesn't drop the ball. Gotta well, he's, love Larry he's, Fitz. Like, he's never been a diva. In this gotta love, you gotta love Larry Fitz. He's never never been a diva. He just does his job well every year. I mean, like, I guess Julio and Hopkins aren't really divas. Not, no, not, not as much. Not as much as Odell. Or, or, or Devontae Adams or Thielen. I think it's just Odell, Mike Thomas, Diggs. Brown. Brown. Uh, there, there are a lot of divas, though. There are a lot of divas. But, yeah. I think um, – I found, okay, hold I found these, these, uh, these, stats, these facts about the 2020 NFL schedule. Um, I, I looked at touchdown wire for some of these. So, the toughest strength of schedule, the Patriots uh, – Teams that they play this year had a uh, uh, 0.537 win percentage from last year. Uh, the, Ravi- the Ravens have the easiest at a 0.438 win percentage from last year. Um, Packers, for the first time in a long time, have three home games in December, which I think favors them because so they start majority of the season on a ro- on the road against like top tier teams, like I said earlier. But I think if they could get hot at the end of the year, they could win their last six and run the table like they did a couple of years ago. Um, the Saints have four primetime games this year. And uh, ever since True Brees has been in New Orleans, they've had at least four, which is like people forget. Like I think the Packers had like maybe three or four this year or like last year. And they've been having like three or four, but like consistently having four every year. Is just like really impressive. It says something about like, yeah, your team. Saints this year. Yeah, it seems like they're prime time every other week this year. 
I know, just a Monday okay, night football. There are a lot of like some of these. You have a lot of good games. There are a lot of good games, but early in the year, the after week one Thursday night is great, and the next three Thursday night games are absolute duds. Well, I feel like that's always because like yeah, there's an there's an football like. Week there's, two is Bengals Browns. Week three is Dolphins, I watched that. Jaguars, I watched that. And week four is Broncos Jets. I mean, of course you're gonna watch it. It's football. Like if it's if football's on, we're watching it. I feel like we can all agree on. That. Yeah, that's true. But I think I, I don't I don't know I I I think that the the Cleveland Cincinnati game like I can't wait to see if there's like a real legitimate rivalry between like Joe Burrow and Baker Mayfield. I mean, I can wait personally. Really? <laughs> My thing is like, dude, it's the Browns and Bengals. Like, who really cares? I think the Bengals are going to be yeah. a playoff team in two years. Oh, I'm sure they could be. I, you know, but like, I don't know. Bo Jixon? Good teams. Big, Bo big teams. All right, a couple more, a couple more facts. Um, the Bears have never won against the Texans, ever. They're own four. Whereas the Vikes are four and zero, and they both play in this year. Okay. And then. You think that's gonna change? I think. I think the Texans are like a six and ten team this year. Wow. Yeah. What do you think David Johnson adds? Nothing. I think no. they get worse. I <laughs> I actually agree with that. David Johnson is slow and out of his prime. He's not nearly as agile as he was last year, and that's just gonna put more pressure on Deshaun Watson. And you give him you take away his best receiver. You just give him Will Fuller. Will Fuller. Cooks. They traded for Cooks too. All right, but you're downgrading by a lot in that regard. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't sure. you don't have a red zone target anymore. Or you don't have like a legit red zone target anymore. You don't have a substantial run game. Your defense is gonna be on the field so much more. No still like no protection outside of Laramie Tunzel. Yeah. Like ha- half the offensive line is just a sweeping Instead game. Of chief, chief gas mask himself, Laramie Tunzel. <laughs> And then Bill O'Brien is just still a terrible coach. Like last year, the way they folded last year after getting up twenty-one-zero. No one talks about that enough. No, that was, that was a ter- that was a horrible choke. Honestly, that's that's, that's up there with twenty-eight-three. I, mean, I it's well, no, no. I'd argue no to that because I think twenty-eight-three is always going to be on another level. Because it's the Super Bowl. And it was the second half. And it was the second half. I think this – I think the Texans choke against the Chiefs, though, does not get talked about enough. And I will stand by that. Dude. It all started know, with that kickoff. To choke, like, a three-touchdown lead in the NFL. They did it in, like, eight minutes. <laughs> I know. It was, like, tied by halftime. Like, there was ten minutes left. Oh, in the they game. were losing. They were losing. <laughs> they were losing by, like, five, I, dude. I think it was 24 to 21. At halftime. And Bill yeah. O'Brien's just a terrible GM, too. And, like, I'm, I'm shocked how he still has a job. And he's just – Deshaun's going to get fed up, and they're going to blow their chance. Yeah. So – He's just going to get hit too much. That's the thing. Yeah. That's why I feel like that division's wide open now. Yeah. Kind of like I, like I said earlier, like, dude, it's such a wild card every year. It's just uh, it's such a weird division because all the teams are just kind of like, eh. 
That's why I like the Titans this year out of that division. Yeah. It really could be any of them except for the Jaguars. Yeah. But. You think Minshew ma- Magic uh, is there long term? Dude, there is there is no magic. They win like four and five with him as quarterback. <laughs> no, I think I think they were five hundred. I'm pretty sure they were five hundred. I mean, like, dude, he's I don't think he's bad, but like, I don't think he's the franchise either. No, he's not. <laughs> I think I think they need to draft the QB next year. Yeah, dude, holy, did they like seriously blow it though? The Jaguars with their like the past like three years. With their yeah, team. oh my gosh. They had Jalen Ramsey, H.A. Boye, um, Clays Campbell. Leonard Fournette yeah. was a legit running back. Like, he was a top five running back that one year that they were in the AFC Championship game. And they had a lead, like, going into halftime. They had a lead with, like, two minutes left. I, I will never get over the fact that they had a lead with – they had a two-minute drill with Blake Boros starting on their own 30. And they kneeled the ball three times to go into halftime. They were scared. They were scared to go against the Patriots. And they just – they choked. And I I feel so bad because Bortles has never – Bortles will never get another starting job. And he had a chance to – He almost went to – yeah. You got any more facts? I got, I got one more fact. Um, the Browns saw their, the number of their primetime games cut in half. Going from four to two. I think, I think that, yeah, I think that makes sense. Because makes sense. How do you like, think Stefanski does in his first year? Dude, uh, I just don't think they'll ever be that great. Of, I I just don't see them being that great of a team. I don't think I don't think they'll be um, a serious threat to the Ravens. I agree. Or even, dude, like the, I think the Steelers will be good again next year too. Yeah, Ben comes back. Yeah. I wonder how many years he's got left. Kevin Stefanski, like, you know, do I think hiring these, like, offensive-minded coaches who are young is, like, I don't think that, you know, like, so many teams are doing that. And that was, like, a big wave, like, last year, two years ago, too. I just don't agree with that. Because these guys, like, they're not, they're not, like, leaders. They're not, like, leaders who are coaches. Well, I I agree with that, but they're just hiring the wrong – the wrong ones. Like, Kevin Stefanski's good, and I think he deserves that coaching job in this, in this league, and I like him a lot. But I think, like, Eric Bieniemy from the Chiefs, I think he's yeah. offensive coordinator. Yeah. Like, still doesn't have a job. And he, like, he completely transformed that offense. It was an integral part to Patrick oh, Mahomes' development. Well, I, I mean, yeah. Let's, let's be honest, though. When you have Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, but he did develop that. Like, he, he was he – was, Yeah, he developed them, but, like, I mean, those guys are just, like, naturally. Yeah, but that's not – I mean, you, the Browns have that type of talent, but they did nothing. Not with Mahomes, but you know, you know what I mean. Like, why I mean, you, I mean coaching, yeah, no. I, yes. think you're just, I think you're underestimating the power of coaching in the NFL. Well, no, I know, but, like, dude, Patrick Mahomes is going to be, like – He's going to be – could be the greatest quarterback of all time, easily. He's going to be. I am – He's going to be, for sure. And, like, that – you know, I know coaching matters, but quarterback matters more, I think. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. I, I just – I think he should have a job in the league. 
as a head oh, coaching. Oh yeah, Eric Bien. Yeah, he should. He definitely should. But he's. I mean, he's not like. You know, it's not like the Chiefs aren't good without him. You know. That's not what I'm saying. It's not like I, just not think, I think. I think he's just been a very like he's the, definitely the best offensive coordinator in the league, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe. All right. I think we should hit some final record predictions and then. Yeah, I think I think that's a good idea. I want to hear. Let's let's hear a Super Bowl picks real quick. Okay, like that, Mike. You want to start it? I would love to. I would love to. So the past three years, I've gone with the homer pick and picked the Saints. Actually, no, past two years. And I'm not changing that. It's the past three years now. I'm picking the Saints and Chiefs in the Super Bowl in Tampa. I agree with I agree with you, Sam. I think the Chiefs are gonna be just as good. I don't think, you know, I don't think they really would be that much better because how much better can you get mm-hmm. off the Super Bowl season? I think they're still the best team in the league. Um, yeah. Saints, as far as the NFC, going to be tough. Going to be tough. The only team I'm, like, really scared of is the Niners once again. Um, but, you know, I don't I don't really have much to back it up with other than I'm just hoping for the best. <laughs> I mean, at this point, not any of us. We, we don't even know if we're going to have a season next year. Or yeah. Yeah start on time so everything's just hypothetical i like that pick though mike i think uh i think the saints are a playoff team again i think they win their division over the over the the patriots or sorry not the patriots the bucks but i mean um, practically the patriots it's practically the patriots (laughs) whole fan base is over there in tampa now (laughs) (laughs) uh more let's hear it yeah i think the niners are getting out of the nfc um they're, they're going to be tested in their division all year long. Um, it's an excellent division this year, but I think they're going to get out of that division. Um, I think they're going to win the NFC. I could see them beating the Saints in the NFC Championship game. And then, yeah, the AFC, there's Baltimore and uh, Baltimore and, and the Chiefs, again, I think will be in the AFC Championship. I think it's a toss-up there, but I think, I think we might see a Super Bowl rematch here. Yeah. I, I would actually that would be my second pick. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna my prediction will be a Super Bowl rematch. Because I mean, like last like with the Rams, you could have kind of seen like how it's a one year wonder. Know what I mean? Yeah. But Dude, like, I, just, I I don't see it though. It's just because it's like what I said. It's the way the two teams are built. Like Patrick Mahomes isn't slowing down. Like the Rams, the Rams weren't good because of Jared Goff. They were good because of like Gurley and their system. And, you know, people can stop play callers, but you can't really stop Patrick Mahomes, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's always going to have new tricks to pull out because he's, you know, he's just, he's built different. He's, built he's different. the best quarterback of our lifetime. Yeah. And I've watched Rodgers for, for, and like the Niners too, when a team's built through the offensive line and blocking Kittle, best blocking tight end in the league, Usechek, best blocking fullback in the league. It doesn't matter who they put in that backfield; they're gonna be good. Yeah, they can have yeah. four different running backs in that system, and they all found success. Yeah. Okay, for me, I do have the Chiefs in the winning the Super Bowl again, but. I think the Eagles are going to get to the Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm, I, I could see the Eagles missing the playoffs this year. Very easily. I'm really high on them this year. Dude, I think I mean, I'm not going to trash that because the NFL just generally is like so it's unpredictable. So unpredictable. So, Mike, you're telling me a couple of years ago you would have predicted that the Jags would have met the Patriots in the AFC Championship? Yeah, like, no. no. Exactly. There's so much parity every year. And I think, I mean, the Eagles going from a nine win team to a 13 win team, now that they're hoping that they're fully healthy. Dude. Like, I think it's, I think with an easy schedule, like, I think it's very, I think it's probable. I think, and then I think the Eagles. I don't know about. I don't know about probable. Like it's, you could say it's probable they make the playoffs, but win the Super Bowl. I'm very confident that the Eagles will do well this year. Wow. I think, and then I also. Yeah, I also think that the Eagles like pose a good matchup for the Niners too, because again, they're built very strong on the offensive line. they have speed, so I think they'll be able to run more on them. And then they have the ability to extend plays with Carson Wentz. Um, they have better receivers now, assuming that they can stay healthy. Um, and then Zach Ertz is still a top-tier tight end. So, And then I think their defense is still opportunistic. So I do think – But, dude, here's the thing, though. I would argue with that. Everything that – like the 49ers do everything better than the Eagles, except for quarterback. Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback win game. I don't even think there's much of a downgrade at quarterback. Like, yeah, I don't, you know, Garoppolo. Oh, yeah, dude, Garoppolo, like, I was hating on Garoppolo a lot last year. But, like, dude, he had games where, like, the game against the Saints, too, he was competing with Drew Brees. He threw for, like, 404 touchdowns. You know, I I just think he had a bad game in the Super Bowl, to be honest. Yeah. And I realized, I, like, do – by no means do I think he's a bad – you know, I, I did last year, but, like, now, you know, he's – I don't think he's a bad quarterback by any means. I think he's good. I think Cars- I think healthy Carson Wentz is better, obviously, but – I think healthy Carson Wentz is top five in the league, quarterback-wise. Dude, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm high on the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to do well. I, I They've won before – the fact that they won the Super Bowl – with a backup QB, it tells me how well coached they are. And when their MVP went out, like people forget that Carson Wentz is an MVP winner. He brought yeah. that team. He's won like 13 games in a season before. And I think now with an easier schedule, healthy receivers, um, you know, offensive line is still there. Um, I think I think they get back to that high level of play. Well, all right. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> I think um, I think that's all we have time for today. Um, if you want to see the video version of this podcast, uh, su- subscribe to our YouTube channel at uh, What's Buzzing. Um, I ha- I will be making a Twitter soon, so come back to this anchor on Wednesday because it's gonna be a really good episode. It's a movie based. The hot takes will be flying. Yeah. The hot takes uh, will be flying. Yeah. It'll be it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. So. Uh, yeah, and then I'm sure, like, I don't know if we confirm this, but we'll be switching between movies, sports every day. Exactly. We'll keep – we'll there will be a, a lot of different uh, topics covered here. We'll so, be debuting um, We'll be debuting Mike's Ridiculous Rankings on our next episode. Yeah, yeah Mike's Ridiculous Rankings will be making an appearance next uh, episode. So, you got to tune back in. You think the, if you think these sports debates could get intense, like, they, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> huh.
Dude, if we start talking about like snacks or something, like come on. Yeah. Gas station snacks. I'm gonna be flying in here. Oh, I'm so excited. So um, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, until next time, keep buzzing.